What's happening team? Welcome to the Type 1 Movement Podcast where I'm going to be sharing with you my tips, tricks and stories to help you lead the healthiest life possible as a Type 1 diabetic. I'm your host, Type 1 Tom. Just a quick disclaimer, any advice that I give will not overpower your medical professional, so please consult with them first if you're thinking of making any changes. Yes, gang, what is happening? Welcome back to another episode of the Type 1 Movement Podcast. Hey, I say this quite a lot, but this is going to be an absolute banger. I'm going to apologise in advance because if you wear any sniffles or coughs, I've currently got a cold, so... I knew that when I woke up this morning and had a nice big spike in my levels overnight and I woke up at like 17, 18 moles. I was like, here we fucking go. Here we go. It is here. Because I felt a little bit, you know, groggy, a little bit bunged up over the past four or five days and waking up with high levels. I was like, yes, it's fucking, it's full, full blown, fully out. We know as tight ones what getting a cold or getting ill does to our blood glucose levels. So obviously I'm on a pump. Stuck 110% increased basil on, and it's been it's been a bit like a roller coaster day today. So I got myself back in range, I had something to eat, a spike back up to 11 or 12, come back down, predicted that I was possibly going to drop low. So I had a banana and a latte, and then a spike back up to 12. But I'm feeling I'm just bunged up and I've got a cough, but I'm feeling all right myself. So I managed to go and get a run in before a cheeky 10k. So we'll see how my levels play out this evening. Um, did the 10k because I've not done a run in a while. <coughs> Here we fucking go first cough, excuse me, excuse me. And I wanted to just help with my insulin sensitivity. And that's something I say to clients like, look, if you're feeling that ill and you know you're generally feeling ill, don't try and push anything that, that you want to do or run or a walk or anything like that. But if you're feeling like I am now, you're a little bit groggy, but you know what? You could go for a run, you could exercise, go and do it. You've got to be your own accountability coach at times and like, weigh this up haven't you so right guys anyway that's what's been going on with me i just wanted to preempt any coughs or sniffles before we get into this episode but please leave me a rating and a review if you get value from my podcast and this episode make sure you are following me as well following the podcast so you get alerts and updates when i post a new episode if you're not go and click subscribe now also guys if you've not got me on youtube yet head over to my youtube channel you can just find me by typing in type one tom there's no other type one toms out there yeah and click subscribe on my YouTube channel. So guys, please screenshot whatever device and platform you're listening to it on and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at type one underscore Tom. So this episode, yeah, this episode is going to be four ways to improve your insulin sensitivity. Four ways, there's a few ways, but I wanted to pick four and go all in on these four. Now I will say, not a single one of these ways is going low carb. Look, I've got nothing against going low carb. If you're a low carb and it works for you, you enjoy it, you can see the rest of your life like that, mega, awesome, I've worked with clients like that. If you try low carb and you're like, no, you're trying it to improve your insulin sensitivity, I've got some better options for you. Plus, I do want to say this, something you may not know. With a lot of people, going low carb can actually blunt an insulin sensitivity. You will have noticed this, if you've gone low carb for a few weeks, and then you go out with your mate for a pizza or a burger or whatever your poison of choice is like that. Or you throw some just normal carbs back in, bit of rice, you get a big fucking spike and you're like, oh my God, what's happened? So it, going low carb with some people can actually blunten your insulin sensitivity, so cause a slight insulin resistance. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. So not a single one of these ways are going to be that. Yeah. Also, we're going to look at why would we want to improve our insulin sensitivity. Guys, before I go 
all in and we take a deep fucking dive into this, it is not so we don't get fat. We do not want to improve our insulin sensitivity and take less insulin. It's not so we don't get fat. Insulin does not cause us to get fat. Eating too much and being a lazy bastard, that's how you get fat. There's going to be some fucking tough love in this because I've not delivered any kick-ass tough love in a while. So I thought, why the fuck not on this episode, yeah? So we don't want to take less insulin, become more insulin sensitive because we don't want to get fat. That's not the reason. If you know you are overweight, it's not because you've taken too much insulin. It's because you're eating too much and you need the insulin to try and keep your levels in check, yeah? So anyway, moving on, I put a few notes down on why we want to improve our insulin sensitivity. But I do want to stress this as well. Another thing that I want to stress, guys, you need what your body needs in terms of insulin requirements. You need what your body needs in terms of insulin requirements. Look, if someone's taking 200 units in a day and someone's taking five, who the fuck cares? It doesn't matter. That's what the person taking 200 units needs 200 units. Someone's taking five, five units, they need five units. We are all different. It's not a game. Yeah, it's not a fucking game. You need what your body needs. But there is, there is pros to improving your insulin sensitivity. We're going to get into that now before I get into the four ways of how you can actually improve your insulin sensitivity. The first one is you're going to use less insulin. You're going to use less insulin. That's got to be a plus, right? We're not having to order repeat prescriptions as much. Or also, if you pay for your insulin, it's going to be cheaper for you. That's a huge win, right? Yeah. If you're on a pump, it's going to be less pump changes. I know sometimes, I'll be honest with you, when my pump alarm goes off, beep, 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 20 units left. I'm like, for fuck's sake, I'm going to have to change, the, I'm going to have to change it. Yeah. I'm like, fuck it now. And, and I know it sounds a little bit lazy. We've got to change it, right? But come on, if we're using less insulin, probably going to have to change it less frequently. Yeah. Also, fewer cravings and hunger. It's been known that high levels of insulin, but guys, I want to stress this again. Don't just take less insulin because of this, because you want to take less insulin. It doesn't work like that. You need what your body needs to keep your blood glucose levels in range. The four ways I'm going to share with you will help you, but don't just stop taking less insulin because you need what your body needs. But like high amounts of insulin have been linked to higher cravings and hunger. Yeah, so if we're taking, we're more insulin sensitive, fewer cravings and fewer hunger. Also, better cognitive function, yeah? If we're more insulin sensitive, we need less insulin, we can have better cognitive function, which means our brain, we can think clearer, yeah? We can think clearer. So that's just some of the reasons why we want to improve our insulin sensitivity. I'll stress this again. It's not because we don't want to get fat. Insulin doesn't cause us fat. Yeah, it doesn't cause fat gain, doesn't cause weight gain. Eating too much does. I want to make this clear first. And then you need what your body needs. Don't just stop taking a certain amount of insulin because you think taking 10 units with a meal is a lot. Doesn't fucking work like that. You need what you need. But there is ways, which I'm going to go into now, that you can improve your insulin sensitivity so you are more insulin sensitive, so you need less insulin. Let's look at the first one. Let's look at the first one. You all know this was going to come from me because I'm a coach at the end of the day. And this is the best one. This is the best way. <clears throat> Ready? You're going to increase your activity. You're going to increase your activity. You're going to get off your fucking arse and you're going to move around more each day. Straight to the point. So this could look like this. It could look like more daily steps, yeah? Get up, go on a walk, clean your house, whatever. 
get some steps up, yeah? If you're only getting 2,000 steps in a day, try and don't go straight in for 10. 10 seems to be that, that, that point everyone wants to get to, right? But if you're only getting 2,000 steps in, going for 10 is a big fucking jump. You might be like, man, I'm overwhelmed. I can never do this. If you're only getting two in, go to five. Then the next day or the next week, go to like seven. Do small gradual changes, yeah? So that's one way. Increase your, your daily steps is going to help with insulin sensitivity, yeah? And you'll notice this as well. If you've had a dead active day or you might just be like, so we're going to walk, we're going to walk, you're getting loads of lows, you might have a few lows after. That's because your insulin's working harder, yeah? If you have a day where you sat on your ass quite a lot and you're like, fuck you now, I'm struggling with my levels there, I'm running a little bit higher than normal. That's because you sat on your ass, you're not moving around as much. You've blunted your insulin sensitivity a little bit, yeah? So that's it, increasing your activity. That's the first way, more daily steps. The second way is I'm going to tie all these in and say the benefits of it. Work out. Now, this comes under two categories, team, working out, two categories. The first one is lifting weights, resistance training, or using your body weight, kettlebell, dumbbells, barbell, I don't care. Lifting weights. The second one, when we've got to work out, is aerobic exercise. Aerobic exercise, going on a walk, yeah, it is aerobic, We're going on a run, riding a bike, anything that gets your heart rate up that you can sustain for a long period of time. Let's just break it down into those two categories. Yeah, we have got high-intensity interval training, but we'll tie that under the weight side of things, right? So, lifting weights. I believe I believe we need a mix, when we're working out, of lifting weights, so resistance training, and aerobic exercise. Why? Because each have their benefits, yeah? Lifting weights, yeah, is going to break muscle fibers down. Also, high-intensity interval training can do this if you're using weight, yeah? So lifting weights at the gym, or if you've got a kettlebell at home or a set of dumbbells, you're throwing them bad boys around, yeah? You're going to break muscle fibers down. That will make you more insulin sensitive for sometimes up to two days. If it's been a really heavy session, sometimes two or three days, right? So that's the benefit of that. That's going to help increase your insulin sensitivity. So if you're training like three times a week, you've got that build up from lifting weights, yeah? And that's rolling over every single day. It's going to help with your insulin sensitivity. The second one, aerobic exercise, is great for dropping your levels there and then. With most of us, I know some type ones who do get a spike when they do aerobic workouts, yeah? When they run or something. But that's going to help, like, I've just been on a 10K, yeah? What we at now? Probably about four hours ago. Three, four hours ago, I just run a 10K. I know throughout tonight, maybe into tomorrow morning, I've also got a CrossFit session tomorrow morning, so there's me weightlifting, right? I know I'm going to be more insulin sensitive throughout tonight. Well, I have got a cold, so we'll just see on that. But taking the cold away, after a run, I will probably be a little more insulin sensitive for maybe up to 12 hours sometimes. Maybe up to 12 hours sometimes. Definitely, if I've done it in the morning, throughout that day, I'm more insulin sensitive. If I've been on a run or a bike ride, yeah? So when we're looking at working out, it falls under two categories. Lifting weights, told you why that's beneficial. Break muscle fibers, increase insulin sensitivity for up to maybe two to three days. And then also aerobic exercise, run, cycle, like skiing, whatever it is, rowing, whatever it is that you like doing. Yeah, aerobics class. Yeah, I was going to start like jumping up and doing aerobic shit. I'm not going to do it. I've never taught aerobics in my life. I've taught the balls. Well, that sounds bad that, doesn't it? I've taught the core balls, but I've never taught aerobics. Yeah, so I can't teach you aerobics. But anyway, more to the fucking point. Aerobic exercise, because that's going to help with your insulin sensitivity there and then. And also for up to 12 hours after. That's the first one. Increase your activity, get more daily steps in, start working out, lift weights, aerobic exercise. All have their benefits. That's the best one. That's the best one. That's something we can all do. 
Well, most of us can do. If you can move around, you lift some weights, yeah, we can do that. The second one, the second one that probably not a lot of people think about this, and that's this, get enough sleep. Team, sleep is, sleep is so fucking important. You will know if you've had a shit night's sleep, let's say you've had two or three hours, yeah, <coughs> excuse me, told you that second cough. Let's say you've only had a few hours and you wake up and you're like, man, I feel so fucking tired. How hard can it be for us to control our levels when we're feeling tired? How difficult? Just because we've not had enough sleep. And then I've seen this in people in the past where they've had a really stressful week, they've not had a lot of sleep, and the levels have been so hard to control, yeah? So get enough sleep. If you're sleep deprived, it is going to shoot up insulin resistance. That means you're more resistant to your insulin. And we want to become more insulin sensitive, right? So get enough sleep. Now, when it comes to sleep, I'm going to give you a few tips first. But what I want you to look at and what I say to clients is we want six to eight hours of quality unbroken sleep. I'll be honest with you. If you're in bed for eight hours, but you're up and down every fucking hour, that's shit. That's not good enough. If that you would be better than being in bed for eight hours and up and down all the time and not getting decent sleep and not drifting into a proper sleep pattern, going through your sleep cycles, recovering properly, yeah? You will be better having five hours unbroken quality sleep. It's not really about like quantity, it's about the quality of your sleep. But if we can, we want to aim for six to eight hours of quality unbroken sleep. Now, here's a few things that are going to help you with your sleep. It's what I use personally and I've used with clients. I like to sleep in a cool room. I might open the window a little bit just to make it nice and cool. That just really helps me. If you want to sleep in a hot room, you find that helps you cool. But more so when we're dialing it back to what we can, how we can, how can we prep ourselves half an hour, an hour before bed. We need to be switching our head off. You don't want to be getting into bed and all shit's running through your head and you can't sleep and you lay under the covers like one sheep, two sheep, three. No, you don't want to be doing that. Yeah. Start to prep yourself 30 minutes to an hour before you go to bed. This means, and I'll say this and I'm blunt with this and I'm harsh with myself on this and with clients, get off your fucking mobile phone. Get off social media. N nothing spontaneous is randomly going to happen 30 minutes before you're going to sleep. You're not going to miss out on anything on social media. You can check that shit in the morning, yeah? Think about yourself and your quality of sleep and your health and your insulin sensitivity, yeah? Get off your phone at least 20 to 30 minutes before you go to bed. Want to be a badass? Get off it in an hour before you go to bed. Replace that habit that you've got of checking your phone with something else like reading a book, Go and read a book, do a little bit of meditation, write stuff down, journal, write down three things that have been great about your day, yeah? Write down three things that have been great about your day, just anything that you can break that routine. It will be hard getting off your phone at least 30 minutes before bed. It's going to be difficult because we've ingrained ourselves as a society to be on from waking through till we go to bed on our fucking phone, yeah? If you want to be even more of a badass, try not to touch your phone at least within the 30 minutes of waking up. Be honest with you, I don't touch my phone for an hour to two hours when I wake up. Yeah, I might look at the time on it, that's about it. But I don't look at it because I don't want all that shit going into my brain and, and setting me in the wrong mindset for the start of the day. But anyway, more to the point, get off your mobile phone, at least 30 minutes or 20 minutes before bed, do something else, read a book, listen to some meditation shit, listen to some chill out music. Yeah, write things down write how your day's been, you will find something that will break that routine of you being on your phone right until you close your eyes. That's one of the main keys of people not sleeping, yeah? So you could have a cool room, 
Um, could have a nice warm bath actually, then get into a cool bed, that works for me, or, or a shower. And then getting off your phone, chilling yourself out, doing a brain dump, get shit out of your head. So when you get into bed, you're like, you know what? I've got stuff out of my head. Plan your day for tomorrow if you want, that's really gonna help, yeah? So second way to improve your insulin sensitivity is get enough sleep, yeah, second way. The third way, the third way, and I'm gonna go straight to the point on this, I'm gonna be straight to the point, fucking lose body fat. Lose body fat. I don't wanna say lose weight because... <clears throat> When someone says, I want to lose weight, they want to lose fat. You don't really want to lose muscle, yeah? So lose body fat. Look, this is the time that I'm going to flip this into type 2 diabetes, right? Ready for this? It's type 1s when people come to us and speak about type 2 diabetics. No offence to type 2 diabetics. I know there is some that do break the mould, but we go, no, I didn't cause this myself. I'm not overweight, yeah? I didn't eat shit and cause my pancreas to work to ours and then stop working, Yeah? We're like, no, I'm type one. It's completely different, right? There is some type twos that haven't gone that way. And I'm sorry I'm categorizing some in this, but bear with me for this. You type ones, maybe listen to this, is lose body fat. Now, if we know that type two diabetes is caused by being overweight and eating shit, which we're going to get onto shortly, eating shit, not being very active, a very unhealthy lifestyle, yeah, and being overweight can cause type two diabetes. If we're overweight as type one diabetics... How do you think that stands us? Type 2 diabetics, their insulin isn't strong enough to deal with the food. So the body's under so much stress. But as type 1s, we're putting our own insulin in. If we're holding too much body fat and overweight and we're having to smash loads of insulin in because our insulin doesn't work very well because there's too much body fat around our organs in our body that's blunting in that insulin response. So the best thing that you can do, and I'll be honest with you, if you know you hold too much body fat, you're overweight, Lose body fat, lose weight, yeah? Lose body fat, lose weight. It will help you so much when it comes to not only improving your insulin sensitivity, but your state of being, how you feel about yourself and your overall health and staying away from health complications. We, me, I can face health complications like you if my diabetes isn't well controlled. But if we're overweight, there's a, there's a high, you're at a higher risk. You don't want that, yeah? So that, that's the third way of improving your insulin sensitivity. Lose body fat, lose some weight. How do we do it? Start tracking your food, eating a calorie deficit, get on the scales, make sure you, that your weight's coming down, move a little bit more. These ways that I'm telling you actually, all these four ways, well these other three, will actually help you improving insulin sensitivity, but also if weight loss is a goal, doing these can kind of help that as well, yeah? So the third way, straight to the point, if you know you're holding too much body fat, you're a type one, you're overweight, your insulin sensitivity isn't great, you're really struggling with your blood glucose levels, lose some body fat, eat a little bit less, yeah, move some more, small baby steps, it will happen, it will help you. I'm saying this because I fucking love you, if you're watching this and you're following this, yeah, and you're listening to this on my podcast, take my advice, that will really help, yeah. The fourth one, the last one, fourth one, the last one, Stop eating so much fucking shit food. I'll be straight to the point. I told you I was coming at you with tough love. So what do I mean by, by shit food? I mean high fat, high carb processed food, takeaways, desserts. All right, I love that sort of shit. I love that sort of stuff. And I'm big on with clients. If we want to go out for a meal, I'm like, go and have what you want. Have a burger, have a pizza, have a dessert. But if you're doing that all the time for most of your meals, or you're doing it more than four times a week, mate, come on, like, that's really not helping with not only your health, 
but also your, your insulin sensitivity as well, right? Now, why? Why is that? Right, okay. So we, all, we can all agree here that when we eat a pizza or something very high in carbs and high in fat, we get that delayed spike. It's like we might put our bolus in, and then three hours later, boom, we're getting a spike again. So we're having to give a bit more insulin, and then sometimes a bit more insulin, or we've got a, de- a prolonged bolus on. Do you know what I mean? An extended bolus if we're on a pump or we're having to increase our basal insulin or we're doing a split bolus if we're on pens. We're setting an alarm for two to three hours after. We're giving more insulin because that meal has been higher fat, which has slowed the release of the carbohydrates down, right? That slowed the release of the carbohydrates down. So we're having to give more insulin. Now, that's okay every now and again. I actually encourage my clients, go and try a pizza, go and try something high in fat. Yeah, that's okay every now and again. You need that knowledge. You need that skill to be able to do that when you do have these foods. Don't shy away from it. But if you're doing it for every meal, can you see where I'm coming from? Let's say we have a high-fat breakfast and we're having to bolus there and then. Two or three hours later, and then it comes to lunch and we're having a pizza or a burger. We're bolusing, we're splitting it, we're extending it. That means this your body's processing this food pretty much on a 12, probably more hour window. And that's meaning insulin in all the time, which really isn't going to help your insulin sensitivity. Yeah. Hopefully this is making sense. This is hopefully making sense. So it's okay to eat shit food, you know, high fat, high carb processed foods every now and again. And desserts. I fucking, I've got a major sweet tooth. I love a good dessert, me. Yeah. I love fucking Reese's, cheesecake. I love it. But I don't have it all the time. So if you struggle with your insulin sensitivity, yeah, and your diet is shit, it's full of processed food, yeah, you're eating a lot of high-fat, high-carb processed foods and takeouts and stuff, start there, cut some of those out. If you're having five a week, go down to three, go down to two, go down to one, ladder it down. And there's something I want to say on this as well, team, <coughs> excuse me, something I want to say, something that clients ask me a lot. When I mention about high-carb and high-fat meals, slowing the digestion process down, this isn't just for processed food. It's not just for burgers. It's not just for pizzas. It's not just for Chinese or curries. This could also happen from avocado, fish, a bagel. If you're mixing these sort of meals and it's a very high fat content, it will need the same sort of application of insulin given, you know, you split bolus or you're extended if you're on a pump, as having something like a pizza. Doesn't matter. Your body doesn't really know the difference that it's high fat and carb from a pizza or it's high fat and high carb from avocado, some nuts, a bit of fish, and a a bagel or some shit like that, yeah? (coughs) Doesn't know, yeah? The only way that we stray more towards when we're looking at health, the avocado and all that stuff, is because it's got more vitamins and minerals in their pizza, yeah? So that that is the fourth thing. That's the thing I'm going to leave you with. I'm going to recap shortly, but don't eat so much shit food. If you know, hand on heart, you can say, you know what, I'll be honest with myself, my diet contains a lot of high-fat, high-carb processed foods, a lot of chips, a lot of... You get the deal, do you know what I mean? I could maybe knock a few of those down a little bit. That's really going to help improve your insulin sensitivity. And there's a big tip that I want to give you guys on this as well, because I've mentioned, <coughs> excuse me, like stopping doing things and, and do, not doing certain things and replacing it. Whenever you are looking, let's say we've got a certain habit, being on your phone and that, Obviously, getting a load of takeaways, let's say, whenever you're looking to improve something, don't just go from fucking 10 to zero. You can't just do that. You can't just do that. Yeah? Don't just go from 10 to zero. Look to ladder it down. I'll give you an example there. If you're living off takeaways five five days a week, 
Go down to four, go down to three the next week. Ladder it down and give yourself time to adjust a little bit. If you want to go all in, cool, go for it. But I'm saying that because normally when people go from fucking 10 to zero, they really struggle and they don't stick to shit, yeah? Like I say to all my clients when they come into my program and we start, you know, testing basil, setting goals, insulin to carbon, I'm like, right, this is how we're going to start low. We're just going to set some goals. That's all we're going to do. And then we're going to do this and we layer it on. And it's the same if you've got something that you know you need to stop and you're doing it very frequently. Let's say it's drinking a load of coffee or something like that, yeah? Don't just go straight down to zero. Bring it down, tailor it down. Yeah, it needs to be done in small steps. That's That way, that's going to be livable. <coughs> Excuse me. So, team, I want to recap before we close out now. These four ways that you can improve your insulin sensitivity. Yeah, the first one is increase your activity levels. Could be more steps. Like I mentioned there, if you're only at one to 2,000, don't try and go for 10. Ladder it up. Make it small and achievable so you can stick to that shit, yeah? More daily steps. Work out, lift weights, aerobic exercise. I've already mentioned why both of them. I think you need both of them if possible. Second one, get enough sleep. Quality over quantity when it comes to sleep. I'll give you tips on how you can improve your sleep. Third one, lose body fat. Lose body fat is really going to help improve your insulin sensitivity. And the fourth one, if you're eating a lot of shit food, stop eating so much shit, high fat, high carb processed foods. Yeah. Team, that is it. Hopefully, you got value from, oh, I know you would have got value from this episode. Yeah, I know you would have got value. And I've tried to uncover, the last episode was all that diabetes missed, but I've tried to uncover some of them in this as well. Yeah. So team, that is it. We're going to close out. If you got value from this episode, please leave me a rating and a review on the podcast app. Yeah, it really does help me reach and inspire and positively impact more tight ones. Yeah, which is my goal at the end of the day. And you guys, I appreciate you for helping me do it. Also, give this episode a share. Give this episode a share because this is really going to help someone out there. It could be just someone that's worried that they're taking a lot of insulin. And I've just said, don't worry about it. Do you know what I mean? You need what you need. Someone might need to hear that. So it's important. Me and you are a team. Team, that's why I always say what's happening team. Yeah, so give this episode a share. Yeah, like it, share it, share it on Instagram stories, tag me so I can reach out and say thank you. Right, thank you very much for lending me your ears. I hope you enjoyed it. Until the next episode, have a great day, evening, morning, wherever you are in the world, whatever time of day you're listening to this. Peace. <laughs>